0: Hi, everyone, and welcome back to the Startup Hero Podcast here on iTunes as well as namehero.com slash startup. My name is Ryan Gray, and I'm the founder and CEO at namehero.com as well as the founder of the Startup Hero Podcast. Thanks for joining me each and every Friday. I sure do like talking about uh, growing business with you and helping you manage your startups wherever you may be on the spectrum. I hope that you learn something from each week's episode and are able to advance your business into the future. Today I want to talk about how to manage growth in your business. This is something that's always been a challenge for me and pretty much every business owner out there. I've always had Troubles, um, when it comes time to scaling the growth of a company, and this is something I've seen for the last two decades of working online, it's pretty easy when you're working online to to start as a one-man show, so to speak, but then as you start to get customers and visitors and, and clients, then you obviously have to expand your workforce so you can cover everything because, of course, it's impossible for one person to do it. So I want to talk a little bit about my history and my companies and kind of the challenges that I've had and, and had to overcome. And I also tell you some stories you may find a little humorous that I've had to deal with when it comes to hiring. Um, but pretty much over the last 18 years, I've seen, I don't want to say I've seen everything, but I've seen a lot of stuff. So um, let's talk first about my, my pro wrestling website. I started back in the late 90s and and how I was able to go to college while still running that business. Well, in the pro wrestling industry, there's a number of different individuals that um, do what we call news reporting, or or we call them news posters. They post news every day. And a lot of those guys and gals, they work for the link at the bottom of the post. So in the late 90s, when my brother and I, my identical twin brother and I, we started it together. And I was in charge of building the site, building the servers, uh, getting everything designed, and then he was in charge of the content. So when, and back in the early days, we only had one computer in our house. So basically I would work an hour, he would, and then he would work an hour and then we would just interchange and I'd go do something else for that hour off the computer. Um, he would, he, and he would do the content. And so what he began to do is at first he wrote most all the content for the site. And back in the late nineties, the pro wrestling was extremely popular. So we would have about 20 to 25 new posts every single day. Now, the problem with this was, when my brother would have something to do that day, we wouldn't have any updates. And if you know anything about a content-based website, uh, one day out of date, then you're way behind, and you're not going to make any money that day because people aren't going to be clicking articles to read because they've already read the articles. So when you're making money on ad impressions, getting people to see the ads, then if you don't have new content, then you're going to have a really hard time. So that's a, um, one really big challenge that, that we had early on. So to fix this, my brother got out into the industry and said, okay, I want to start hiring some news posters, some reporters. And these people work for the link at the bottom of the post out to their website. So it's kind of a trade off, you're going to get the content updated. But then again, you're going to give them a link at the bottom of the post. So you're going to lose some traffic, right? Well, back in the late '90s and early 2000s, I was 14, 15 years old, so we didn't want to spend a bunch of money. We didn't have a bunch of money to to start hiring, and and especially early on in our business. But of course, you know, just being out of the office one day was a, a killer for a content content-based site in the wrestling niche. It's every single day, Monday through Monday through Sunday, uh, 24/7, 365. It doesn't matter. There's got to be fresh new updates. So. Anyways, my brother went on to um, hire a team, and he eventually hired a, an individual that was called the News Board Administrator. And this individual, he was in charge of administering all the reporters underneath of him. So he was in charge of then developing a team. And then, of course, anything that went wrong, it went on his back. So then he had to fix it. So and it, it worked out Well, I mean, there were some challenges in the beginning, but after um, the system was in place, my brother and I went on to college after we'd graduated high school and we went together and we still kept the website and we had fresh content every day, regardless if we were able to to post or work on it or not. And of course we still tried to, or my brother, he's tried to write the content. I ended up um, joining as the content as well too. Um, So we tried to, to post as well, but there came times where it just wasn't possible for us to do that, and so the reporters uh, were able to carry on the site. Um, now, if you know anything about me, and, and if you just know me from this podcast, I'm a business owner, but I'm also a little bit of a control freak. I like things to go my way, and I don't like things to go other people's way uh, because I, I feel like I, no one knows my businesses as well as I do, and, and that's true, and, and that's probably true in your business. But if you're looking at expanding there's a time where you have to sacrifice some of that control and delegate it down and to be able to expand and to reach. So if you are a huge control freak like me, then there's you're limited on how far you can grow. You can't grow to be you can't grow just one person. so you have to really focus on then quality over quantity, and you're you're going to focus on just a certain group that where you can work with and do everything. Well, I found early on that that really wasn't what I wanted to do. I wanted to be able to expand. So you have to work on kind of grooming someone um, and it could be more than one to kind of manage it. So you have someone below you that then manage the team. So in the pro wrestling site, it was me and, and my brother was in charge of the content. And then he hired a news board administrator who was then in charge of about five or six other guys or gals that wrote the content. So it, it's kind of a chain of command. And then, of course, if someone did something wrong, you go to the news board administrator, you give them time to fix it. And then if times didn't work out, then you eventually get rid of the, the news board administrator and hire a new one. So that's how we kept the site going. And that's how we continued to move on. In 2003, I started a web hosting company called thehostrack.com. Well, once again, I realized as it started to grow at first, it was just me and my brother and um, we were able to handle the support tickets that came in. We had an 800 number, we took the calls, but then there came a time where we grew and uh, we were in college and didn't have time to, to answer all that, so we had to start hiring. And thankfully, we found some remote people and um, because at that time we were in college and didn't have an office, so we had to find people that could work remote and thankfully we made it work. So in every company, this has been a challenge, but it's something that we've had to overcome. some years ago, about three or four years ago, I ran an ad agency called Revived Media. Now, this is a little bit of a funny story. Um, we we grew extremely fast over a twenty four month period. We became in one of the fastest growing companies in America, and we were actually on the Inc five hundred for for that, or or we were in the running for that, but ended up being a little partner dispute. So, to where things changed that, but. One of the things that hurt revived media was our ability to manage the growth. So when you have one partner in a company, if it's just you running your company, it's pretty easy to work on that growth. When you have more than one partner in the company, well, it becomes harder because everyone has to agree on the same page. Uh, so I felt it revived. It was a little tough because trying to get all the partners on the same page um, and, and hire became a challenge because we had three partners in the company. And so we had to get everyone on that same page to hire. And we had we had some partners remote and, and not everyone there. So it became a little bit of a challenge. So we actually, and, and the biggest Pain was the our accounting because uh, running the, the ad agency, we had accounting work out the wazoo, and I'm talking at least ten hours a day of of sending payments and of reconciling accounts and general ledgers and I mean, pretty much, where a full time accountant was needed. Well, I'm going to get to to talking about temp agencies here in a little bit in detail, but we did pick up a, a bookkeeper from a, a temp agency, and and um, the after the third day of bringing alcohol to work. Um, in their in their coffee cup, um, and then, which of course you can if you don't drink alcohol, you know how much you can kind of smell that on someone. Um, so that's kind of that's an, the bad side again of hiring. So we'll talk a little bit more about that later. But that's one thing that happened at Revive Media that I thought was a little bit funny that we we'd had this problem where we really needed someone to help out with the accounting. We bring them on and then we see alcohol in the coffee cup. But we'll get to get that here in a little bit. Let's um, let's go. Let's talk about the two reasons, two main reasons why you would hire. And, And of course, one is being overwhelmed with work and and trying to manage the growth. That's that's probably the biggest one. The second reason is maybe you don't know how to do something. Now, this is this is something I probably get more so than not on the startup hero end is people um, that have a business. They're not they don't consider themselves an expert at everything. So they try to hire people in areas that they consider themselves weak. So, for example, a couple weeks ago, I was talking to an individual that um, has a software company, and it's a great piece of software, and, and but the person that wrote it's technical. And so they're not a marketer. So they they were telling me that they're going to hire people to handle their inbound content marketing. So the, the other reason to hire is you don't know how. You, there's something that you don't know, and you're going to find someone that does know, someone maybe that has a college degree in that field of expertise, and then hires. Either way, that there's no wrong. That's not wrong. If, of course, you know, some people are more skilled in other areas. And that's why we have colleges and universities and technical schools um, that train that. So if there's something that you are weak in, you can pick up someone um, to help you hire. So in the main one we see in the Internet industry is um, hiring for content. Um, The person I talked to specifically at the software company, um, just a great company and just a great piece of software, but they don't like to write blog posts. It's just not their forte. So they are going to hire someone or a group of people to write. And I also see this, some of the celebrity bloggers out there that blog about SEO and pay-per-click, sometimes they'll hire a team of writers in-house to produce unique content to keep um, page views coming. And and so this is the same thing for the pro wrestling site. Um, And when you have a content-based site, you have to realize that, it's pretty much unrealistic to say you can write content seven days a week, 365 days a year. I mean, that's just not a realistic expectation. What if, you, what if you get sick? What if you have a family thing? What if you want to take a day off or a holiday? So one of the biggest things we see is, is hiring writers. Um, thankfully, and uh, the internet's made that easy. It's not that hard to go across the internet and start looking. And there's tons of job sites. I'm not getting a listing them. Um, you know, there's there's just tons of them. Craigslist, um, and and indeed, there, there's I could go on, but there's places you can find writers. The best thing that my brother and I found is what we would do is we would ask the writers to give us an example article. So that's how we would do our hiring. Instead of people sending res- resumes, really tell you nothing, okay? I mean, they, they show you if someone got an education somewhere, but a lot of times that means nothing because most of the time you don't even go back and fact check that anyways. Someone could say they graduated from Harvard in 2003, and I mean, are you really going to go call Harvard and make sure? I mean, some companies may, but if you're just if you're growing or just trying to expand, you're really not going to go fact check that anyways. So a more effective way my brother and I found to hire these writers is for the pro wrestling. My brother would say, hey, uh, Monday Night Raw is a big show. So send me a a, a recap, a summary of last week's Monday Night Raw. And then, of course, that would be uh, several paragraphs long. In that way, we found we could check their grammar, we could check how they write, we could check the flow. And that's how we started to hire, because we could check and see their work. Uh, so that's, that's one of the main things we see people hiring for, content, and then getting a sample writing, having people submit sample writings, and then being able to review that in a systematic process allows you to find people that um, can work for you and write content. Other pieces of content that's similar is videos. Um some people, especially us and I'm I'm a technical person. I'm a, I'm a techie and I hated doing videos for the longest time, but I finally had to get out of my shell and just start doing them. Um and I've seen a lot of success with that. Well, maybe you want to hire someone to professionally produce a video, even though I I personally see great results just doing amateur videos, um especially when I'm training for web hosting or training for entrepreneurs. Um, people like to be, they don't like this so much corporate But that's another area, and, and maybe you have a video submission, even a contest. Hey, submit your video in, and, you know, maybe we'll hire you to do video content. But I think the third thing I have here on my list is probably um, one of the most um, hired hired things that we see, and as well as outsourced, and that's social media management. Um, any company, regardless of who you are, what product or service you offer, You've got to have social. I mean, we know this, okay? It's not just having a Facebook account. It's not just having a LinkedIn account. It's being active on social media and having someone that's producing content, syndicating content, and putting stuff out there. So we'll see this a lot, and this has created a new job or a new uh, career for many people because companies can't manage it all in-house, so they'll start to hire for their social media team. Um, So another good way to do that is just start asking for um, recommendations on or asking for past projects. Instead of a resume, say, well, where have you done social media work before um, and we're going to talk about hiring internally versus outsourcing here as, as well but let's let's get let's cover all the reasons so hiring content writers video and social media um, that's more of producing more of for the marketing aspect uh, some people also might hire for uh, to set up adwords campaigns to set up facebook campaigns me personally i think that's stuff's more of kind of self-service that's why they have a self-service interface and um I always recommend if you don't know anything before hiring anyone, get, pick up a book and start reading. Um, I have, if I look at my bookshelf right now, I can see one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve of the dummies books. Like for example, I got one content marketing for dummies, video marketing for dummies, uh, neuro marketing for dummies, web marketing for dummies, mobile marketing for dummies. Those that's a good series of books, and you've probably seen these. They've got the yellow um, back to them. Um, If you don't know anything about a certain thing, maybe it's video marketing, go buy the dummy book. Because that at least gives you a baseline so you know what you're looking for when you begin to hire. And whether you're outsourcing or even hiring internally, you need to have an idea of what you're looking for. And that way you can help develop a strategy for that person to execute. If you just tell them, hey, I need someone to do video marketing or, hey, I need someone to do social media. I don't know anything about it. I want you to do it. And then you're going to have low expectations. So if you pick up the dummy book, and not saying you're a dummy, that's just what they're called obviously. Um, But reading that, getting an idea of what you're looking for, and then coming up with a plan. So then when you hire that person, you can execute it properly. Um, Too often, I'll see startups hire people, and they don't give them a clear syllabus or a clear agenda to work on. And so the person they hire ends up doing a little of this, a little of that, and then a lot doesn't get done. So it's best if you kind of know what you're looking for, and then can scale that way by allowing them and letting them know, um, you know, what, what exactly you're looking for. So that covers the producing and aspect of it. Let's talk about customer service for a second, because those of you, I know we have a lot of reseller web hosts that listen into the program every week. Um, so if you're running a web hosting company or if you're reselling web hosting, you have to worry about three main aspects. That's your live chat, that's your phone, that's your um, email and your ticket system. And so this could be for sales support or, um, or just general customer service. And if you have an e-commerce site, same thing. Mm-hmm. The number one thing that we've found in a lot of surveys at Name Hero and, and across my other businesses, people hate to wait. Nowadays, in 2017, people are not patient. People lack patience. So if you have someone that's interested in your product or service or someone that needs support, and if they have to wait any longer than a couple minutes, we found the longer that that time passes, the the anger rate goes way up. So even even on our support desk, desk, we've split tested it and looked and analyzed and surveyed. The longer, when someone submits a support ticket, the longer you leave that sit, the dissatisfaction goes up, up, and up the longer. The quicker you answer, the satisfaction goes up. And people are happier. So a lot of times your company will have to hire to accommodate customer service. So we see a lot of this with growth, Um, e-commerce especially. Nowadays with the uh, evolution of Shopify stores, we see a lot of this, a lot of stores that are selling physical goods, trying to ship stuff out on time and get customer service on orders and stuff done. So we see that. So when it comes time for customer service, you have to be willing to hire people And maybe they're not not quite up to standard, but you have to hiring someone to get a response is better than nothing. And that's especially what we found in the web posting industry. Of course we want all level three texts. That's what we want, but it's in a perfect world and the world's not perfect. So we develop our talent at name hero. We bring someone on, they might just be level one. So we work on our, we have a vigorous training program here at name hero. And we do this by, if you go to udemy.com, which is a huge catalog of courses, you can see there's courses on everything. What name hero we, I, me personally, I've developed a course for our team. So when I bring on a team member, they can go watch uh, my private course in a step-by-step format, and that begins to develop the, the talent. So that's something I recommend to you. If you're, your company is trying to grow and you're trying to hire for live chat or for phone or email and ticket support, regardless if you're a web host or if you're an um, a, a, um, e-commerce store, consider making a course and and have, and have just walk people through. You can use a program called ScreenFlow for Mac or Camtasia for Windows. I think Camtasia actually is both now. But you can use that program to, to video your screen or you can even use software such as GoToWebinar to get people on a conference call and show them step-by-step step how they need to carry out the duties and then record it, of course, so they can go back and watch it or pause it or or whatnot. So we find a lot of um, success at NameHero doing that. And that's something that, that maybe you should, Uh, focus on too Uh, my identical twin brother with his pro wrestling site that he still operates he does the same thing he records videos and sends it off to his uh, team and and that's how he kind of develops his talent because we've both found that if you develop your talent by giving them your own course of how to do it and then they get some experience and then they have the course to fall back on then you get a much higher quality employee than you do just kind of relying on someone to be there but of course, in the customer service industry, any contact is better than no contact. If you don't answer your phone, if you don't answer your emails, don't answer your chats in, in, a, um, in, a, in a reasonable amount of time, the dissatisfaction is there. If you at least have someone answering, that's better than nothing. But of course, you always need to, to work on developing your talent. But again, someone is better than nothing, and that's almost always. So let's talk about the two ways to hire, and that's, and that's either outsourcing or a local office. So I'm going to talk about outsourcing first. Thanks to the internet, the outsourcing um, is become a lot, uh, I, I, It's a, it became a lot more of the norm. Because, it, especially if you work remote, you're, you're able to hire either agencies or, or other individuals that may not, they don't do, they're not gonna work for you full time, uh, but they're gonna work for you part of the time. And so, and we've done this before at Name Hero to cover some overflows. When we, uh, we wanna expand out to, especially early on when we first got started, uh, we had to outsource a couple remote employees. So there's a couple ways you can do this. You can you can go to a temp agency, and um, this is basically a, a, a staffing agency that looks for temporary help. Um, we see a lot of accountants do this around tax time. They'll hire a, a temporary bookkeepers. Um, people around the holidays, so these big companies, Amazon, will hire temporary employees for to handle the the Christmas rush or the holiday rush. So a temp agency can be a good good thing for that overflow, but you're still kind of limited. The good thing about the temp agency is though, you just pay the temp agency and they handle how to pay the employee. They handle the insurance and all that other stuff. So you're just paying them. A lot of times it's kind of a premium. Now, earlier I spoke about the Revive Media incident. Um, We were just covered up in accounting work. So we were pretty much desperate, but we didn't want to have to uh, develop an accountant. We just needed help right then, right now, just to get our head above water, because we had so many uh, people and invoices and stuff that needed management. So we hired a temp agency, and it was Robert Half, a um, popular temp agency out there. Maybe you've heard of it, maybe you haven't. But anyways, they did send us this individual, and during our initial interview, they said, well, we just will let you know that we've had some problems with this individual and out and bringing alcohol to an office. They told us that. We say, okay, well, we'll give them a shot, because we, uh, we're not judgmental anyways. Um, but we'll, we'll, we'll try him out. And ended up we had that we had that problem. So anytime you're working with people, you have to watch in your policies, and you have to kind of police that and be vigilant about it because sometimes you do get a bad apple. Sometimes you get a, a situation like that. The good thing about a temp agencies is you can use them to terminate that person because obviously, if you're running a business, you don't want people under the influence um, using that type of stuff. Um, so it's temp agencies. It's a good for um, the holiday rush or for the um, or for when you're just overwhelmed. But it's not really a good long-term solution. There is contracted companies, so kind of like a temp agency, but more of a permanent solution. There's companies that specialize in stuff like tech support, um, order fulfillment, uh, phone support uh, for e commerce. So there's companies that just specialize in that. So I recommend, and and that can be more of a permanent solution. We see um, some people, some of our reseller customers do this They'll to handle their overflow support. So once their employees are all busy, maybe they'll have an overflow support section. So the best thing I recommend if you're going to contract out a company is go do your homework on them. How long have they been around? What is their reviews? Who's someone that uses them? Can you ask for their recommendation? Can you ask if they like them? Get on LinkedIn. Go look at their employees. Go look at their leadership team. You know, how, how, how how many people do they have in their organization? And then you can start to get a general idea of how good that they're going to be. It's a, it's a huge niche, though. I mean, I, I really give hats off to the companies that actually <clears throat> that, that provide that type of service. And we see this with call centers and being in, in the um, performance marketing industry for so long. And we see a lot of companies that would hire people, call floors, to just call the leads. Um, and so they weren't specific employees of the company. They would hire a company that all they did was uh, call follow-up leads. So um, that's, that can be a really good um, solution for your hiring process. But the biggest thing is do your homework. Make sure they're ready. Because we all know hiring people, and we'll talk about that in a second when we talk about hiring locally, you have to pay the people a wage, you have to give them a benefit package, and currently with the Affordable Care Health Care Act, you have to offer them health insurance after they've been with you for a certain amount of time. In the United States, at least, so there's certain aspects. So, working with a third-party company is a little bit a step above the temp agencies, and a lot of times you might pay a little bit extra. So, the cost of the, the employee might be a little bit extra working with a third-party company, but then again, you're not having to worry about the hiring and the firing and the training, and they do that for you. Um, so we see outsourcing. There's two different main ways: one's a temp agencies, two is contracting out a company. And this is used for more than monotonous tasks: customer service, accounting, support stuff that um, you know has got to be done. But but maybe your your focus isn't um, that isn't um, best fit there. Especially in the web hosting industry, we see this a lot because I see people talk about it on web hosting talk. A lot of people that own web hosting companies, in particular, are more technical. They're not so much marketers. They're not so much people people or salesmen. So they end up get stuck well, they get stuck doing the support or or really working inside their business instead of working out. And because of that, they find it hard to grow. So you might find that as well. If you're stuck trying to manage inside of your business, then you can't grow outside, so then you're limited. So that's when you wanna kinda look at all these options. So let's talk about hiring a local office. This is my favorite, uh, personally, because I like to develop a team around me where I can talk to you face-to-face. It's cool working on the internet. We have remote employees. I've got remote employees. And that, that works fine. But I really like having a team that I can see every day and that we can have a meeting face-to-face and that we can really work. That's where you're going to get your top talent is people that you can actually bring into the office. And so I've went as far as um, I, I hired a, one of my friends from, from um, San Francisco into Kansas City. And, of course, we had to give them an attractive benefit package. We actually provided living expenses or helped with living expenses, helped with moving expenses, and then provided um, the benefit package. Package and and this was before the Affordable Health Care Act. So um, I think that there was a time before we could actually add on the health insurance. Now it's a little bit different requirement, but that's where you develop your best employees. it's a little bit more of a responsibility, because of course, they're coming to work every single day. So you have to rely on running a payroll and um, kind of managing that part of the business. But then the relationship, especially not working with an outsourced person, you have someone that you can really train and and someone that's going to really be on the front lines of your company. Um, So that's what I like the best is bringing them in, hiring them in the office, going through our training, and then working with them on a daily basis. And that's by far, that's where my top talents came from. And that's um, and, and that's I think that's true in any business. web hosting or uh, whatever business I've ever had, the ad networks, ad agencies, software, my best employees have always came from ones that I can bring into the office, I can train, offer a good package, and work with day to day. And it's that's an important thing to mention about the company culture what I found is developing a team locally, we feed off each other's energy. So if I'm all pumped up and to work and we're going to do this today and do that and, and we're going to go out and have a good lunch together, um, everyone's more motivated and this energy kind of creates this atmosphere to where everyone likes to work and that and we can all collaborate together. So then when the customer reaches out or the client reaches out, they're noticing when they're working with our team, everyone's energized and happy and excited and motivated. And we see that much, that's much more so locally than a remote employee so it's it's a little frustrating when you tell people hey I work online oh well that's great you can work anywhere you want to work well, yes and no, because just because it's an internet-based company doesn't mean there's not a need for a local office and a local team, because that's most certainly the case. That's where the top talent's going to be, and that's where you really can focus on expanding. Um, I know at Name Euro, we're, we've got um, three locations, and we're working on expanding to our Florida location right now, just to where we can have a, another team, a team leader that's going to lead the office, and then a team that comes in to where they can work together, motivate, um, and, and work together. So we have all this coverage as far as answering support tickets um, answering support queries and developing on in the business. Uh, it, it just, to me, it works better having a team atmosphere and an environment that's set up to win. Now on the flip side, there's, um, sometimes it can be against you because if someone's not, if you don't have a good leader, the leader is everything. But if you're, however your business expands, sometimes the leader always can't be you because like name, here having other locations. We have to find other team leaders. So that's kind of the first thing in hiring, um, the first step is if you're just one man company, or one or two man or one or two female company, then you have to look for a leader position below you because that leader is going to help hire the others and so that's how I've always looked at it is when I'm hiring internally I, I'm looking for someone I'm looking for a, another version of me and a lot of times I'll look um, for recent college graduates or le- look for um, inspiring entrepreneurs I love finding entrepreneurs that are also hungry for business um, and it's not always the resume I'm telling you from hiring hundreds of people over the years the resumes just really don't do it for me um, the, one of my best hires ever um, highest-paid employees I've ever had um, worked at a, a convenience um, store uh, prior to coming in. So that's, and that's there's nothing wrong with that because especially online, you'll find a lot of people that have these talents and, and they just didn't go off and spend all that money in college. I think it's smart, you know. Uh, so yes, there, there is, uh, sometimes you do find a, a quality, qualified candidate from there. But the resume is not the end-all, be-all. I like to talk to the person and then work on the skills or look at the skill set much more so than I do the, the resume. So that's what I look for when I'm looking to hire in the office. So let's talk about planning this from the beginning. When you're starting your company, and we had a, I, I did a podcast on, you know, whether you should have a partner or not, and, and of course, name hero is just me. I have no partners in it, but I have another company called RevMax where I've got a partner, and I've had many other companies over the last 18 years that have had partners in it. So that's something that you really need to sit down with your partner in the beginning and say, okay, well, what are we going to do when we reach here? What are we going to do when we reach here? This is something I did not do in the beginning of. Um, my ad agency revive media I, I i had a partner but we didn't sit down and talk about what to do when to hire i don't even think we really we just really wanted to blog we just wanted to we started off just running a blog and on internet marketing in a forum we didn't want to really hire employees and have an office and all that and it eventually it led to that it, we got so big we had to have an office and then had to have employees and so we didn't really plan it out too good from the beginning because it was really just, we are friends. And then we wanted to have this uh, forum and this blog. Things got really popular and we started making a, a ton of money, but then we had to have people to count that money. And then had a and it, it became a, it became much more than we really had, had wanted from it. And some people that are money motivated, they just hear that and like, Oh my gosh, that's a great problem to have. Yes and no. Uh, but that's why it's important from the beginning. You know, if we're going to grow this business, how are we going to grow it? How are we going to expand it? And what's going to happen? And so that, without a doubt, that's that's why I had exited um, from previous companies because they're just poor initial planning. Things morphed into something that we didn't really expect and or really want and and so then there's difference of opinion so that that happens so sit down from the beginning with your partner if you have one if you don't then have a plan because obviously if you don't have a partner you're going to have to hire you're going to have to delegate because there's no way you can do everything yourself i mean me at name hero my gosh i mean between order processing live chats uh, phone support tickets uh, questions uh, current customers new business content marketing accounting it would be impossible for one person to do that. I mean, even Superman couldn't do that. So you have to plan that from the beginning. So when I started Name Hero, I came up with the plan that I'm going to, you know, save this amount of money for, uh, for hiring, and then I'm going to do this, that, and the other. And I followed these steps. So It's the same thing if you have a partner or a couple partners. It's great because they're going to help you do some of the work early on, or, or hopefully if they're, you know, if it's evil, even partnership, they're going to help do the work as well. But um, it's good to have a plan to say, hey, you know, once we get this big, where should we focus on hiring? Where should we look for employees? Are, you know, we're we going to have an office or are we going to work out of our homes? How's it going to work? Um, and they'll save you from running into issues like I've ran into, to where, oh my gosh, we're so big now, you know, we have to run out here. We have to get this office, you know, doing all this stuff after the thought much harder than planning it in the beginning. So it's nice just to sit down. And that's the reason for a business plan, you know? Sit down with your partner, partners, or just yourself. Have a clear plan to what happens when you do hit the areas of growth. You say, Ryan, well, my business isn't even there yet. Well, that's fine. It's not going to happen overnight. I mean, it's not like you're going to have this idea for a business. Next week, you're going to launch. And then three weeks from now, you're going to have to hire an office full of people. It doesn't necessarily work like that. But if you over the course of six months, if you look at your business in six month increments, then you really get the true picture of a business. So I look at Name Hero. It's 24 months. It just had a second birthday in January last month. 24 months so I have to look at that six months six months six months six months I've only had really four periods to where I can look at the growth um, and looking at it on on that type of scale so you want to look at okay well in the first six months what did I do in six months from then what do I do and so you kind of plan that out and then you get a much better basis on you know how you're going to hire and how you're going to plan on it now once you plan that you need to say okay well where, what are we going to focus on hiring for is it the marketing? Is it the technical stuff? Is it the customer service? Well, the thing you need to look at here is your talents. So if you have a partner, if you do or don't, it doesn't matter, but look at your talents. Look at the talents for you and your partner. Look at the talents, you know where are you strong? Where are they strong? and then you're going to want to hire where in the areas you're weak so I do suggest again getting the dummies book for whatever your weekend and trying to become stronger so then you know what you're looking for when you do hire um, but then those type of people can help you out and that's how you grow as a company and make sure you have all your bases covered so you, you kind of have to look you know is it going to, am I hiring someone for social media marketing am I hiring someone to set up you know to do marketing or am I hiring you know tech support customer service where what where am I going to focus the first the first part of my hiring process where am I going to expand the, the at the first. So at Name Hero, we realized my strength, well, I've always been a technical person, but I I consider my most valuable assets my marketing. I've always been a really good marketer. I talked about that, how I developed to become a really good marketer. So my, my big strength and my big value to the company of Name Hero is my marketing. So to be able to market and expand, I had to to expand my support and customer service because the more people that I marketed to and the more people that signed up, that's where it expands. So just recently name here, I just hired eight people in the last three weeks because I, to keep up with the growth. So I'm not hiring people to do marketing because I, that's my forte, so to speak, that's my favorite. I'm hiring people to make sure the people that I market to and that come in get fast and polite and good and quality customer service. So that's you know where I focus on, on my hiring. Now if I back in the late nineties and early two thousands and mid two thousands, I was more technical. And I I didn't really make the step to hire someone to do that marketing. I was hard headed. But back looking back on things, I probably would have been better off to say, okay, well, I'm more technical. I'm more into the support and to the managing inside the company. I need to look at hiring people to bring on other people into the marketing. Um and so that's important, you know, to focus from the, and do this from the beginning. And it's ba- it's just very basic on strength and weaknesses, where you have strengths, focus on that, focus on your strengths, look at hiring on your weaknesses. But look at making those weaknesses a strength, like I did with marketing, and that starts by reading some books, uh, the dummies books, um, even, I mentioned Udemy once already, but udemy.com, you can go in there, and you can take a course for pretty much anything on any kind of marketing for free, um, a lot of times, and they do have paid courses, but I think they have a $10 Promo um, rate where you can buy any course on there for ten dollars during some during parts of a month. Also, YouTube's a great place. So there's all kinds of places where you can take courses and find stuff. But focus on your strengths, higher on the weaknesses. So let's talk about our, our friends, the reseller web host out there that um, are, are just getting started. And they, they a lot because I have a lot of resellers that kind of Academy. Ryan, how am I going to handle this? You know, I'm not technical, but so how you know? Do you offer end user support at Name Hero? I always tell our customers, yeah, it's actually up to the reseller to provide support for the customer, but we try to help. I mean, we'll never leave you high and dry. But one thing, if, if I could go back and, and if I had to start from scratch, I'd tell you where I'm seeing people just make a killing right now, and that's in the boutique uh, reseller hosting industry. And that's going after companies and, and doing their web design, doing their social media marketing, and also doing their hosting. And so you really, you know, you could go out and go to 10 companies and if you had 10 companies paying you each $1,000 a month, and again, this is going to cover all their website needs, all their updates, all their social media, all their hosting, that's $10,000 a month. And that's a pretty good um, income for especially those that are just getting started for a boutique. So well, that's what I, I tell my, my reseller friends, hey, you know, focus on going out getting you 10 customers at $1,000 each, you'll make $10,000 a month, and then you can really focus on quality over quantity. So that's, that's one thing I, I like to recommend to that to that whole reseller hosting industry is just focus on that type of client. And, of course, if you go to your client and say, I'm going to charge you $1,000 a month, well, they're going to probably freak out. You need to itemize that out. Okay, well, um, it's going to be – you know, forty dollars a month for your web hosting, or or maybe twenty five dollars, or uh, and that's going to include your emails. But then the management fees is where where you make your money. We're going to give you unlimited updates to your website for four hundred dollars a month. We're going to give you unlimited social media for another four hundred or or whatever. Um, but that's one way that I see a, a lot of success. So if I had to start over from day one, uh, just me, you know, I was a one man show, didn't have capital, didn't have employees. I would go the the re, the boutique um, reseller hosting industry um, way because that's the way you can. And really make a lot of cash um, and also not have to have a tremendous workforce because you can focus on the, the quality over quantity. And that's the same when I started my um, blog on internet marketing. That's what I tried to do at that time. My partner and I were just going to blog and we were going to make money from our discussion forum and, and selling the products on our blog. Um, you know, that more quality over quantity. You're not really focused on a customer service or a order fulfillment type position. You're focused more on just that blog and, and the quality over quantity. So that's really up to you. But that's, that's just kind of what I, what I recommend. Now, let's talk about when you are bringing on people. How do you pay them? Well, that's interesting because you have to obviously pay for a good wage. Um, there's, most people start off hourly. You know, they they look at the going rate in the industry. So the easiest way to find that out is just go get on Google and start looking. I mean, there's people, there's sites that publish, you know, the average hourly hourly wage for tech support positions or for uh, level one administrators versus a level three administrator. And a lot of that goes on, you know, who's got the qualifications and not. So hourly is a good way. Um, And once you have the hourly, hourly, then you can look at the salary later on once you see the value of that hourly employee. Mm So I recommend doing hourly first, then looking at the the salary. Um, one thing that we've used in my companies that have been very effective is a commission, um, especially those that help working in the sales, um, in the live chat type um, positions. Well, during when I had my internet, discussion forum. We, had, we hired live chat agents and we would pay them um, a commission based on the number of people that signed up when they were live chatting. Man, did that motivate them. Uh, instead of just answering questions in a live chat, they wanted them to sign up because they were going to get a commission. So not only did they get an hourly wage, they got a bonus commission for signups. So uh, that works out very well, but be careful about motivating your employees with money. There's never enough. Uh, it, at first, that works. People are like, "Okay, if I get more money, good, you know." But eventually. There's not, never enough money because they get used to the new uh, salary or the new payment and then they, they always want more. So try to motivate them with other things than, than just money. You know, Use um, use vacations, use perks around the office and this can be something as simple as catered-in breakfast. I mean, this could be something as simple as a complimentary coffee. This could be something as simple as having a daycare for your, for your employees. There's many other ways to motivate the money because mo- money is a poor motivator because there's never enough and eventually you'll start to run into problems um, if you're motivating with with money. So always keep that in mind that, yes, how to pay? Well, okay, hourly wage based on the job um, or then salary – that works. There's all kinds of pay structures, commissions a great way, but don't let that be your only motive to keeping your employees motivated or keeping your team um, going and expanding. Uh, Look and get creative. And again, there's, there's just so many different things complimentary coffee goes a long way, a complimentary lunch on a Friday, or even jeans on a Friday, you know, that stuff goes a longer way than just pure money. So in conclusion to grow your business, You're going to have to find, regardless of your business, you're going to eventually find a need where you can't do everything yourself. And that just comes naturally with growing a business. Don't feel like you have to do everything yourself because you don't. I'm the biggest control. I consider myself one of the biggest control freaks out there. But sometimes you have to let go a little bit of that power to continue to grow. Because if not, you get backed into a corner to where you can't even sustain the business that you worked so hard to bring on in the first place. So don't be afraid to hire and to let other people in but just work on managing and, and, and creating a good team environment and to expanding and, and working together, not just motivating with money, motivating with other things. Um, and then you'll you'll find success and you'll be able to manage your growth much better. And, and look for quality. And when you have a quality employee, when you have someone that, you know, is really willing to give it all, you know, reward them. And again, not always with money. Maybe, uh, you know, some companies, we always joke about the, the parking spot of the month, you know, but that type of stuff does work. I mean, there's all kinds of things. I mean, things as small, is maybe even a, a gift card, and you have to be a little bit careful of that stuff, but a gift card or a casual Friday or every other Friday off, I mean, stuff like that speaks wonders. Um, sick days, you know, giving an extra sick day to someone or, or showing someone some leniency when they have a sick child at home. Um, there's all kinds of different ways to motivate and keep your team inspired, but the more you keep a team environment and uh, motivation, the much better results you're going to have. But By far, one of the toughest challenges you will have in business once you get the business to grow is managing that growth. And that's accomplished by expanding and having a good team. And so whatever route you take, whether it's outsourcing, having a local office, realize that you're going to have to do it and realize that you're going to have to allocate some of that trust, but also make sure that you do it properly. Hire a lawyer, have contracts, um, and just to do that to protect yourself from any legal ramifications. Obviously, I'm not a lawyer, so I do recommend you know speaking to your lawyer that help form your company to make sure when you are hiring that you're you know in accordance with all your state and local laws. I know in Kansas City, Missouri, there's a business license we have to have from the city that has to be current, and of course there's fees involved in that. So so get with your lawyer, make sure that you're you know on the same page, and when you hire people that you're into all the the right laws and hiring process, and get you know receive the proper identification for your employees and um, the proper way to pay them and all that. And, and there's companies out there that manage payroll, like Paychex. Um, a, I forget the company, There's another company out there. But there's many other people that will help you manage the kind of the internal aspects of it. But that's going to pretty much do this week's Startup Hero podcast. Um, You know, if you are at the point to where you're managing your growth, congratulations. You know, a lot of people don't even get that far um, with their business, especially new businesses. They're too quick to give up. But those that do, and they stick with it. You're going to find yourself in that position to where you have to manage your growth. And these are all just creative ways. There's no wrong or right, right way, but just know you can't do it all yourself because you're going to have to have some free time. So, thanks everyone for listening. I really do appreciate all the feedback and I appreciate the social shares and um, all the stuff that's sent to me. I I can be found on Facebook.com slash marketing at SHTML, Twitter at Ryan Lee Gray, and also LinkedIn at Ryan Lee Gray. Of course, namehero.com slash startup. I just issued or posted a tremendous post on how to start a blog. A little bit of a beginner material there, but if you know someone or um, if you don't have your first blog, I pretty much covered everything from A to Z, from one to 10. Um, everything you need to do to create a um, winning blog on the internet in 2017 so make sure you check that out but thanks for joining me um, i look forward to seeing you all um, next week so have a great weekend everyone and thanks for watching the startup or listening to the startup hero podcast on itunes and namehero.com startup